Hello, parents. Welcome to the Masterful Parenting Podcast. I'm Ann Alvarez, parent coach, school counselor, and mom of two. Do you struggle with your relationship with your kids because you carry childhood pain? Do you get triggered by your child's behavior, become irrational, and maybe even yell at your children? Maybe you want to be a better parent, but you don't know how. Instead of repeating old patterns, you want to heal your pain, become more aware of your child's needs, feel connected to your kids, and learn the tools to communicate better so you can truly enjoy your parenting. If you are ready to heal your childhood pain, raise healthy, connected, and happy kids, and end the cycle of parenting with pain, then join me. Our kids deserve it, and we can do this. Let's go. Hello, parents. Welcome to the Masterful Parenting Podcast. I'm so excited today because we have a special guest, Alistair Moose. Alistair has run Moose Anger Management since 1995, and he has been in the counseling field since 1989. He leads a team of anger management therapists, which include his partner in life and work and co-owner Alejandra This experience includes working with anger and trauma and historic abuse in a manner that honors each person and allows for deep healing, as well as looking at the practical tools of anger management. During the last 28 years, he has worked with thousands of people, mostly men, who have made the phone call out of a desire to create change. Alistair helps people to connect to the intelligence that exists in their heads hearts, and bodies in a manner that invites a deeper connection with themselves and those close to them. He works exclusively with self-referred clients, which includes those sent from the workplace or strongly encouraged by a partner, family member, and unfortunately, sometimes a lawyer. Welcome, Alistair. So happy to have you here. Great to be here, Anne. Thank you for having me. Okay, um, so my first question is, why do people get angry? Well, anger is a natural emotion. We all get angry, hopefully. Sometimes people come to me and say, oh, I never get angry. And I say, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Because it's actually really unhealthy if we repress the anger. And anger is the guardian of our boundaries. So when people transgress our boundaries or uh, mistreat us or neglect us or ignore us or what have you, anger is there and we can respond wisely to the anger, like from that adult part of ourselves, or all of us have the capacity, no matter what your age, to, to react more childishly and have a temper tantrum or you know, just respond from that more immature part of ourselves rather than the adult. But we're supposed to get angry. And we can, I think, big changes happen uh, in in individuals and, you know, even worldwide where, you know, people have had enough and the anger can help them speak up. And if they speak up wisely, if they consult with people, if they respond, you know, like, from the adult part, then the anger turns into something good and it can help us become more focused and determined and we can be wise with it or 
not so wise. I love that. I, I love that you are normalizing anger, that it's natural. Um, I love the term guardian of our boundaries. Um, that is such a good term um, because it's information, right? When we're getting angry, mm -hmm. it's information for us uh, to pay attention to something, right? That's going on. And so it's, very, I, uh, it's very physical in our yes. body. Like yes. anger will rise up in us like heat or a wave. And, and we, you know, like one of the, one of the critical things of course is to pause, to get past that first reactiveness that, right. you know, we've, we've all reacted at times poorly guaranteed. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So why does trauma sit in our bodies? So trauma happens when, uh, when something bad occurs and we can neither fight nor flee. So that, that can happen if we get into a bad car accident where somebody hits us that we didn't even see them coming or something really suddenly bad happens as an adult, but especially for children. When bad things happen to children, you know, they can neither fight nor flee. So it stays in them. Animals in the wild rarely ever get PTSD or, you know, are traumatized because literally they either fight or flee. I mean, there's there's a couple other things that, that happen, like the uh, freeze mode or what's called um, fawning. But more often it's fight or flight. And if an animal gets away, really all they do is just shake. And that expresses the trauma. But for us human beings, nobody shows us how to do that or, you know, we're embarrassed or we don't understand it and we overthink it and it just stays in our body. And so when somebody has an overreaction to anger, often there's a history to it. And sometimes you can take that history and go back to the, when the person was younger or sometimes even you can go back generations. Right. I can go back generations and see my opa, my Dutch grandfather, ended up being imprisoned by the Nazis in the Second World War. And he was very cold to everybody after that. I don't know about before that, maybe before too, but his kids didn't feel his love. Whenever he felt a lot going on inside him, he just suppressed it and act, acted like he was fine which may have served him well yes. in the war, but it didn't serve him well as far as being a dad. And then my dad did the same thing, mm. just acted like everything's fine. And then I noticed when I had young kids, I was starting to do the same thing as if me just pretending like everything was fine was the right thing to do. You know, it's like, I wouldn't think that what I did really mattered that much, which is what my dad did. And then, you know, I, 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 I faced that. I looked at it. I investigated it. And I realized, no, my kids need me to show up and, you know, show my love in, in whatever way and, and talk with them about that. And so the challenge that a lot of parents come to us with is 
that they don't want to uh, they they want to stop the the cyclical nature of this that it goes down from one generation. They want to stop that, whether the anger was out or whether it was just suppressed, and the and the repressing of anger is is really bad for our immune system. Yes, it's so unhealthy, right? Because we we don't we haven't expressed it, and so it'll show up in other ways, right? Um, making us ill. Physically. Yeah, well, and and sometimes if if I work with a couple, sometimes it's actually really healthy for the guy if he hasn't been showing anger to show the anger, in in you know when I'm present, even if it's over Zoom, so that his his partner can feel it, yeah, and not be overwhelmed by it. Or sometimes the woman uh, needs to be able to express that to her partner so that she's fully seen and heard but that anger can be expressed from an adult place it doesn't have to be a temper tantrum and often women grow up girls grow up learning that they're not allowed to like anger don't ever show it and like we need to get good at showing anger and when an adult man or whoever their partner is is able to create a safe space so that they speak their anger and their partner says something like, is there more? Yes. Like they create this safe uh, space for them so that they can express everything. Then, then they, they, it moves through them. Right. And the emotions need movement. It needs expression, but it needs healthy expression. And if there's that safe container, then anger can be expressed and heard and seen and valued and there can still be love there yes that's that's not what most of us grew up observing it's certainly not what i grew up observing i grew up observing things getting broken or smashed and then the next morning everybody would just pretend like nothing happened and as a kid i loved that i thought (laughs) great but then i would act like a complete imbecile as an adult or you know cross boundaries and the next day somebody would hold me accountable i'm like what are you doing that's not the way it works (laughs) so i definitely had a lot to learn when i was you know well i still more to learn but uh yeah yeah go ahead I love that. I love your personal story. I, I because like you're the instrument that uh, will change your family uh, mm-hmm. generations to come because yes. you realized uh, that it wasn't healthy the way that you grew up, the way your grandfather and your father uh, repressed their emotions mm-hmm. and didn't really show you fully love, right? When you wanted to change mm-hmm. that with your own children, I don't know what was what what helped you get that awareness. Do you do you recall? Was there an actual a moment? I I think it's because I had a really good connection with my mom. I mm-hmm. felt safe with her. Mm-hmm. I mean, she died very suddenly when I was eighteen, um, and so she wasn't there, and that had a, a tremendous impact. But when I was growing up. I felt her love and she felt her grandfather, her, her father's love. Yes. Not so much her mother's love, but her father. And somehow that connection happened with me. 
And so I, I, I think it's through that, that I developed this ability. Like we, we learn to love others and ourself by being loved. Yes. And so we have to experience love growing up. Um, the, the more love that we experienced growing up, the more healthy. I mean, certainly some of the time it was unconditional, but not all the time. If that doesn't sound too crazy, but I got that and I had some, some of that in me. And sometimes people have to learn how to do that as an adult because they didn't get that as a kid. And it's possible, but it takes some real serious effort and focus and determination to uh, to create that. It helps. And so when I'm talking with parents, like the main thing is be loving to your kids. Yes. That, that matters more than anything. And the more unconditional the love is, the better. Like, I think all parents yell at their kids at some point. Like, that's i don't know i mean we're, maybe we're there's not, some we're not perfect we're that, not that's perfect. for sure yeah yeah and uh yeah and i drove my she turns 24 tomorrow my daughter to work this morning downtown but before the podcast and we nice. hung out and had coffee we do that every week and that's it's so good nice. to have good relationships with my kids i love that i just love that i love i'm a boy mom so i'm always very very aware of my impact on my boys, um, giving them that safe space to express their emotions, saying it's okay to express your emotions. It's mm-hmm. okay to be free. It's okay to 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 feel what you're feeling, right? And I think I, I just want like shout out to moms out there, boy moms out there. Like you can make an impact. Uh Alistair's mom made an impact in his life. Yeah. We, we can make impact in our boys' lives. So that they know emotions are normal and need to be expressed. I just well, love- and we and we make an impact, whether it's a good one or a bad one, or usually a bit of both. Right. So I, I've got one of each, but my dad <laughs> certainly had an impact. And you know, and I love my dad. I mean, he's yes. he died quite a few years ago too, but um and I learned from him. I learned quite a few things where it's like, okay, just don't do that. <laughs> That's not the right way to do it. Yes. And I and I'm not here to blame him. I'm here to, to learn from those mistakes. Like I feel yeah. like the mistakes and, and the, the pains of the past are our teachers. Or if we don't learn the lesson, we tend to repeat that. So I, I want to, I, I feel like I honor my dad's pain because he got it from his dad and his dad probably got it from, you know, so on and so forth. Yes. And it's like honoring the pain of those previous generations. If we actually face it and learn from it. Yes. Yes. I love that. I love that. The pains of our past are our teachers. Oh, so good. Okay. Um, what are some tips that uh, you have for parents or how do you help parents with your business? Well, I think um, a parent's job really is to become dialed into themselves, to become really connected with their core values. And to do that, we need to be present. We need to be connected to our heart and the intelligence in our body and in our head and aware of that part of us that leads us to be run by our ego 
which includes our past traumas. So that reactive part of you that doesn't think things through, where afterwards you feel the shame and you go, oh man, what did I do or say that for? It's to connect with and be super intimate with the part of you that goes down that destructive path that we all have in us and the constructive path. Mm. And the constructive path tends to happen when we get enough sleep, when we get in some exercise, when we're doing things that inspire us, when we eat healthy, when we um, ask for help when we need it. Just all of these self-care things, when we practice gratitude, when we, um, you know, dis put that stuff on display for our kids and be compassionate to self and others. These, again, are not things that I learned a lot about growing up. So as a young man, I was pretty immature, right? It's just like I look back and, you know, you, oh, man. But, you know, we all we all can learn if we put our, you know, put our minds to it. And, you know, the people that I see have success are the ones that, just keep working at it. They they decide this is a lifelong journey where I'm going to continue to grow and learn. And no matter how old your kids are, whether they're two or, or 50, you still have a big impact on them. Yes. Whether you're connected with them or not. And the more you work on yourself, the more you can have a, a better impact on them. So, uh, especially kids um parents with young moms you you want to make sure you're really aware of your own nervous system so that when you're with your kids if the kids having a temper tantrum that you don't join them right Be because the kids body is like yeah vibrating like crazy and they're going into fight or flight and and a parent can join the kid yeah. Or self-regulate and make sure that they're breathing deeply and just soothing their kid. Not okay. trying to have a conversation with them or not trying to explain anything. Just being aware, okay, they're totally escalated. Probably what I need to do is just make loving sounds and, and rub their back and oh. help them calm down and relax. That's the best thing. Doesn't matter if we're in the middle of the supermarket and we're embarrassed. We can acknowledge our embarrassment, but just the main thing is really soothing that little kid in us. And I think at some level we do that for our partners as well. And hopefully yes. our partners do that for us as well. Yeah. And right? I, I talk yes. with couples and and one will start to kind of freak out. Right. And I think that. The more people escalate, the more their emotional maturity level drops down to, you know, single digits at least. And the one partner can join the other at that level or they can stay the adult and, and be there to create a safe container and help soothe them. So I that, you know, that's not easy. <laughs> No, it takes practice. Takes yeah. a lot of practice, right? You yeah. know, because we get our triggers, right? And we want and we want to fight. 
But um, I just love that. I love that. Like just slowing, taking the pause, taking a pause and then just uh, slowing things down and, and, and understanding you don't have to react. Right. Yeah. Well, especially for the dads, a lot of, a lot of guys and, and women too, they'll, they'll be at work all day and all they do is fix things. Yes. Anything goes wrong, they fix it. But when they get home, that's not a good strategy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the best strategy is to shut your mouth and listen. <laughs> Just <laughs> yes. take your time. If you make sure that your family members feel really truly heard and seen and valued and loved, half of conflicts just to disappear right in that moment. Yes. Yes. But that's not what we as men learn growing up, typically. That's true. So then we have to learn it as an adult and and practice and see how powerful the pause and listening, how much more powerful those things are than trying to resolve it or fix it. Yes. Right. If we look after each other's nervous systems, then we're looking after the relationship then we make the relationship a priority rather than trying to fix whatever or or we get stuck on the principle of this is, you know, that, you know, and then the Point fingers to be start right. waving. Point to be right. <laughs> wow, yeah. I, I, it speaks to me because I'm a relational parent. This is what I teach parents, how to be relational with your children. And it's really, it, it's impactful for, for all your relationships, right? To focus on their relationship. Wow. Yes is really, really the key. Wow, that is so, so amazing. Um, I learned so much from you today, Alistair. Um, I want to thank you so much. Uh, Can you please let our listeners know how they can work with you, where they can find you? Um, Angerman.online and healinganger.ca, two websites. Okay. And at Moose Anger Management on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and various different social media and at 778-989-5134. Do you People have can... your your links on LinkedIn? Um, I'm not sure. Okay, good. All right. So but, I, but I'm on LinkedIn for sure. You, you can clearly find me there too. Okay. If you want to send Under my name. Yeah. Okay, perfect you want to send me your links i will add them uh with the show notes and then parents can find you people can find you okay thank you so much thank you so much i just want to recap for parents um uh, i just love all of your quotes alistair so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna re-quote you anger is natural Uh, anger is the guardian of our boundaries just love that that's so so wise and pains are the past um, pains of our past are our teachers. So we can learn from the pains of our past. And we need to connect with ourselves as parents. Uh, we need to adopt self-care. Uh, we need to be healthy. We need to ask for help when we need it. Uh, we need to practice gratitude and compassion, self-compassion. Um, and when we're in experiencing that anger, we need to pause and we need to listen and focus on relationships. 
So thank you so much, Alistair. I really, really appreciate you coming to the show. And uh, wow, yeah, I, I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. You are most welcome. And thanks for having me on. Appreciate okay. it. Thank you. Thank you, parents. We will uh, have you at the next podcast episode. Hope that you got a lot out of this. I know I did. Take care. If this podcast inspired, blessed, or changed you in any way, I would love for you to share this with your family and friends on your Instagram page and tag me at Masterful Parenting and join my Masterful Parenting Facebook page or DM me for more parenting support. And I will meet you here real soon. Remember, be relational with your kids and you will see a change. Love to all you parents out there. Let's change the world one parent at a time.